All right, well, would you turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 1? And we will be looking at the Christmas story, the beginning of the Christmas story anyways, today. Matthew chapter 1, and we'll be starting at verse 18. And if you are able to, would you please stand as we read God's word? Matthew chapter 1, starting from verse 18. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born, and Joseph named him Jesus. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this day and for this time. We thank you that we can gather together as believers to worship you and to hear from you. And so, Lord, this morning we pray that you would open up our minds and our hearts to hear from you. We pray that your Holy Spirit would speak to us, God, that you would help us to see things in a fresh new way, and that you would help us to be obedient as we respond. And so we commit this time into your hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Feel free to be seated. As we look at the beginning of the Christmas story, we see the birth of Jesus, how it came about, how it began here with Mary and Joseph and the angel telling them this wonderful news. And we know that since the first Christmas, there have been many, many other Christmases that have come and gone throughout the years. And it's at this time of year that many people get busy baking and decorating, cleaning and cooking, shopping and wrapping and, and doing all these things. And sometimes it can seem like, you know, a big task and the same thing every year that needs to get done and the same things that, you know, the same decorations we have to put up, the same foods that need to be cooked, all of the, the same things that happen every year. And every year may seem the same, but this Christmas, my prayer for you is that it would be different. My prayer for all of us is that we would experience Christmas in a new way, a way where we truly focus on the Lord and see the story come to life. Mary was a young lady that God chose for an important task. She was open to however God was wanting to use her and however he needed to use her. And this Christmas, my prayer for you is that you would allow the Lord to use you for his purposes. 
That you would allow the Lord to use you however he may need, however he may want. That you would be open to the leading of God's spirit. That you would respond to how he leads you and how he directs you. In the story we read is also uh, included in some of the other gospels. And in the gospel of Luke, after the angel tells Mary this news, this is how she responds to the angel. She says, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. I am the Lord's servant. Basically what she was saying is, I'm God's servant. Let him use me however he may want. Are we willing to say that? God, use me however you see fit. God, use me for your purposes. Oftentimes when we do something, the, the human nature in us wants something in return, right? If we do that for that person, then they should do something for us, right? If we give that, we should get something in return for it. But may we truly be willing to set aside that and say, God, even if it doesn't benefit me, even if I don't get anything out of it, may it be however you may want it to be. May you use me and help me to be willing to serve you and to fulfill your purposes. Isn't that exciting that we get to play a part in God's story? That we get to help and serve and to be used by the king. You see, allowing the Lord to use us can look like many different things. And it doesn't mean huge, miraculous tasks. It can mean the small, everyday, mundane tasks as well. Allowing the Lord to use us could simply mean calling someone who's been on your mind lately. Reaching out to them and letting them know that you're thinking of them. Sending them a card or a note of encouragement and just telling them what you appreciate about them. Allowing the Lord to use you could mean buying a few extra grocery items when you're at the grocery store for someone who may be ill or who recently, you know, um, had uh, some sort of sickness and are not able to go out themselves. Allowing the Lord to use us could mean driving to someone to an appointment or a, a medical procedure that they need a ride to that they can't drive to themselves. Allowing the Lord to use us could simply be inviting someone to Christmas dinner who's alone and doesn't have any family members. It could mean blessing a family with an unexpected gift or doing a random act of kindness for a stranger. You see, when we allow the Lord to use us, that means that we see an opportunity that we're able to help and we do it. That we listen to how the Spirit is moving us and directing us, and we do it. It doesn't mean huge tasks, but there are so many ways in our everyday life where we can allow God to use us. And so my prayer for you is that this Christmas, you would allow the Lord to use you for his purposes. That you would say every day, God, show me how I can be a blessing. Show me how you want to use me today because God will direct you and use you for his honor and his glory if we are willing and we are open to him. So after Joseph discovered that Mary was pregnant, he knew obviously that it wasn't because of him. 
So that meant that something must have happened that he wasn't happy about, right? And because he was a decent man, Scripture tells us, he made a point to, it. Scripture tells us, to divorce her quietly, or what that could mean is not to make a big public display of it. Because in that time, even though they were just engaged, it was more bonding than just an engagement today. It, it was a legal commitment. And so in finding out that Mary was pregnant, that meant that she committed adultery. And that could lead to stoning or some other kind of punishment. And so because he didn't want to disgrace her publicly, he didn't want her to suffer consequences because of her actions, he, he thought, I'm, I'm just going to do it quietly. I'm not going to make a big public display out of it. I'm not going to cause her any further pain or shame or embarrassment. And so scripture tells us that as he was considering this, as he was considering this, the Lord spoke to him through a dream and clarified what was happening. You see, God through his angels spoke to Joseph in a dream, told him about where this child came from and what they were to do with this child. He took time to consider this. And this Christmas... May we as well take time to consider things before making big decisions in our life. Amen. Take time to consider things before just jumping and making a rash decision or jumping to doing something. Have you ever rushed into doing something that maybe later you regretted? Maybe you made a purchase that you thought afterward, you know, you had this buyer's remorse and, and you thought, why did I buy that? You know, why did I do that? Maybe you signed up to do something and you thought, why did I do that? Maybe, you know, you did this or you did that and then you thought later, you know, I should have waited. I should have thought about it. I, I changed my mind, that kind of thing. There are certain things in life that we need to take our time to consider before doing. We need to take our time to pray, to think, to consider before jumping into doing. And especially when it comes to very important matters, especially when it comes to uh, big financial purchases, we need to make sure that we think things through, that we have considered all the options. Don't allow anyone to pressure you into making a decision that you're not ready for. Don't allow anyone to force you to make a decision that you're not sure about. Take your time to consider. It's okay to take your time. Take time to consider, to think, and to pray before we make certain decisions, like lending money to other people, like going into business with family members, like marrying someone. Take time to consider what career path you might choose to take, or making a large purchase like a home or a car or even appliances. Take time to consider whether you should travel during a pandemic or doing major renovations to your home. Take time to consider if you should leave one job for another or if you should have a certain procedure or surgery done at this time. Take time to think before signing a contract or committing to something. You see, there are certain things in life that we shouldn't just run in, rush into, that we shouldn't just jump right into, but we need to use wisdom that God has given us. 
and we need to take time because sometimes in taking that time to think, to consider, and to pray, we realize that our mind has changed about that. that, that maybe we don't want that or maybe we do want that. It could be that God uses that time that we take to confirm what we should do or speaks to us to reveal something new that we didn't realize about it, like how he spoke to Joseph in the dream. By taking time, sometimes we realize that our minds are changed and we wake up feeling differently. May we allow time to be taken before rushing in and making decisions in our life. Amen? Amen. After God spoke to Joseph through his angel, Joseph felt differently about his decision. This revelation about Jesus came to Mary and Joseph at different times in their lives and at different places where they were at. And those times that they received this information through the angel They were completely different and unexpected. And it's important for us this Christmas to ask the Lord to speak to us in a new way. Ask the Lord to speak to us in a new way. Maybe for you today, you're thinking, I've never actually heard from God. Or I'm not sure if I've ever heard from God. I'm not sure if it's just my own thoughts or if it's actually God trying to speak to me. And this Christmas, my prayer for you is that you would ask God to speak to you in a new way. And by speaking to you, that does not mean that he will speak to you verbally as I am right now. Not to say it's not possible because we see that he has done it in in history. But often God speaks to us in our everyday life. He speaks to us through many different means and methods, but we need to be open to how he's speaking to us, to be in tune with his spirit in order to hear and to understand and to know his voice and to recognize how and when he chooses to speak. God doesn't tell us everything through his word or reveals everything through his spirit, but there's often times where he does And sometimes we simply don't know because we don't ask. And it's important for us to ask the Lord to speak to us. Ask the Lord to reveal certain things to us. And if it is his will, he will. If it's not, then one day when we get to heaven, we'll find out. But maybe you've been contemplating a major decision in your life. Ask the Lord for direction and guidance. Maybe you've been having difficulty understanding why something happened in your life or something didn't happen. Ask the Lord to speak to you and to help you understand. Maybe you've been wondering if anything good can come out of this pandemic. Ask the Lord to show you some of the positive things in your life. Maybe you've been hoping to better understand a particular Bible passage or verse. Ask the Lord to open up your mind and give you revelation and new insight. You see, it's important for us to ask the Lord to speak to us. Because God has so much to say to us. But sometimes he simply, we don't hear him. Or we think that he simply doesn't speak to us. Because we're not listening to his voice. We're not hearing, we're not allowing him the opportunity. You know, especially in this day and age... What bugs me, you, you, you want to know, Anthony, what bugs me? 
this, this drives me crazy. <laughs> and I shouldn't say this because some of you probably do it. But it's when people 24-7 have the earphones in their ears. Like all the time. Right? And, and it's like they're walking, they're crossing the street with the earphones, and cars are coming, but you can't hear them because the earphones are in their ears, right? They go to order something at a fast food place, and that, they're on the phone, or their earphones are in, and the person is trying to talk to you and take your order. Take the earphones out. Get off the phone. Right? Have some respect. Have some manners. And sometimes I think, you know, that's how God feels. That, that he's trying to speak to us. That he's trying to tell us things. But we're so busy listening to everyone else that we miss him speaking. That we don't hear his voice. And maybe symbolically we need to take those earphones out. Maybe symbolically we need to set aside some of the distractions in our life so that we can hear from God. Allow the Lord to speak to you in a new way. Ask him to give you fresh revelation and understanding in your life. So God spoke to Mary and Joseph at different times, but with the same message. That message was about the child within her who was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Truly a miracle. And within Mary, there was new life. There was fresh hope. There was a new beginning for all people. This Christmas, my prayer for you is that the Lord would miraculously bring forth new life for you. That the Lord would miraculously bring forth new life in your situation. Mary's conception was no doubt a miracle from God. It was a miracle that we cannot explain and we cannot understand. And that's why the angel needed to come and explain it to them. Because it's just one of those things that just logically doesn't make sense that it could happen. But without God, it would have been impossible. Without God, that would not have been able to happen. And this point is not about um, conceiving and having a child. But if that is your desire, then my prayer is that it would be so. But this point is about having new life come forth. New life out of something that has died or has been laid aside or a dream that's been shattered. This Christmas season, may new life be brought forth through the power of God. And maybe for you, that could mean rekindling a passion or a desire to fulfill a dream you had. Maybe it could be starting over and setting a new goal for yourself. Maybe that could be um, being healed from a sickness or a disease that you or your family member has been suffering for. Maybe that new life in your situation could mean you or a loved one accepting Jesus for the first time or coming back to the Lord after walking away. Maybe that new life could mean a breakthrough in your situation that you've been struggling with. Whatever it may be, may you truly experience new life coming forth out of your situation where God is doing a new thing in and through you, where you experience something new, something good out of maybe all the ashes that surround you. May God truly bring forth new life in and through your situation. Whatever that may mean, 
May it truly happen through the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's important for us to understand that this miracle that took place was only because of the power of the Holy Spirit. And there are things that happen in our life that many people accredit to medicine, and maybe that is so, because God uses medicine or other people or other means or methods. But we cannot discount and forget that God, through the power of his Holy Spirit, works. And we need to depend upon the power of the Holy Spirit because it's powerful. Call upon the Lord. Ask him to help you to bring forth new life and to speak to you in a new way. So the Lord spoke to them and he brought forth new life for Mary and Joseph. And understand that this was a turning point in their relationship, right? They went from being engaged to on the verge of a breakup, right? Now to being married because he took her as his wife and now expecting a child. It all happened pretty quickly, right? This was a real turning point in their relationship. And, and it was only because of God's power at work in that relationship. He married her and they started a family. This Christmas, my prayer for you is that you would strive to restore relationships in your life. Their relationship was restored. Their relationship was now made new. And there's too many times where we have broken relationships, right? And I'm sure if I asked you and you asked me, we would all say that there are certain relationships that we just don't have with people anymore, right? For whatever reason, there are some that's been broken because, you know, of this reason or that reason or, you know, whatever it may be. But we all, to some degree, have some broken relationships, some relationships that could use some restoration, right? If for lack of a better word. We all have those relationships in our life. Either the person has moved on or moved away, passed on, whatever, uh, they're no longer around. Whatever it may be, there are people in our life that we simply just don't have contact with anymore. And there can be the reason that, you know, we just grew apart or drifted apart and nothing bad may have happened. But too often, I think, that people's relationships become broken because of silly reasons. Do you know what I'm saying? There are times where there's, you know, a good reason for a relationship to be broken because, you know, something extreme happened or, you know, something that you just need to move on from and we can't be best friends with everybody. But there are times where I believe that relationships become broken they become, um, you know, tainted or, or whatever it is for silly reasons. And today, I want to encourage you to think about that. To think about, you know, why don't we talk anymore? Why don't we, you know, uh, send each other messages, text messages? Why aren't we friends anymore? Or why don't we seem to get along? Or why does there seem to be tension in our life? Strive to restore the relationships in your life. Because there comes a time where we need to understand that life is too short. It's too precious. 
to, to, to live angry, to live upset, to live, you know, uh, apart from each other. And many times I've seen this, and you've probably seen it in your life, where we hold off because we're being too proud or we're being selfish or, or we don't want to give in and we don't strive to restore the relationship or, or strive to apologize and reconcile and, and maybe reconcile and move on. That, that can be part of it too. And then we end up regretting it because it becomes too late. It becomes too late. And, and we're not able to do that anymore. And I understand that it's not always possible to fix every relationship, but there are ones that can be fixed, that can be restored, and it is possible to do. And I want to for you to strive and for me to strive to restore those relationships. Because for, for some reason, it could be silly, it could be insignificant to us, but on a larger scale, when we think about it, it really doesn't matter, right? There, there comes a point where we need to say, it's just time to move on. It's time to get over it, right? The reason that you may be upset with someone is because he or she said something you didn't like. Get over it, right? Move on. It's okay. There, you may be upset with someone or you may not talk to them anymore simply because he or she passed by you and didn't say hi. People get upset, right? We laugh, but come on, you know that's true, right? Maybe you're upset or don't talk to someone anymore because that person called you and, and you tried to call them back and couldn't get through or, or because they should call you first and, and you didn't hear from them. Or whatever it may be, sometimes we get upset and relationships get broken and tarnished and, and need reconciliation simply because of silly, insignificant reasons. Do you understand what I'm saying? I grew up with two brothers. And let me tell you, it was rough, <laughs> right? Let me tell you, it was not easy. They bullied me. They teased me. They blamed me. They used me to clean their rooms. They, they even practiced their wrestling moves on me. All right? So it was a very, very difficult situation growing up. <laughs> and there would be times, because all three of us are very different, personality-wise, interest-wise, whatnot. And there were times where we would just really get on each other's nerves, right? Did, did that happen with you and your siblings? Where, you know, he would say something or I would say something or, or we just knew which buttons to press or to get them all riled up or, or whatever. And we would just get upset with each other, right? And then, you know, th there would be obviously a fight, not physical, um, but, uh, you know, we, we, we would argue and, and, and whatnot. And then we, would, we wouldn't talk to each other, Right? Do you, know, do you know, you understand what I'm saying? We, we would be upset with each other. We wouldn't talk. So you'd get the silent treatment and, you know, pass by. And you'd make it a point to let them know that you were upset, right? So things that you used to do for them or they used to do for you just didn't happen anymore. You had to do it yourself. So, so you would know that they were upset or they would know that you were upset. But at the end of the day, no matter how upset we got with each other, no matter what happened, the one thing that brought us back were the fact that we're brothers and sisters. 
And so whether we like it or not, we're family and we need to make it work. We need to apologize, we need to move on, we need to reconcile, we need to make it work. And I think when we have the understanding that we are brothers and sisters in Christ, we are adopted into God's family. And so whether we like each other or not, guess what? Chances are we're going to be stuck together for eternity. So you better start liking me. <laughs> right? And it's important for us to make that choice, to apologize, to let things go. Maybe you did something to someone, apologize for it. Even if it's been many years, apologize, reconcile, take ownership of that. Maybe someone did something to you. Whether or not they apologize and they admit, choose to let it go. Because by holding on to it, you're just hurting yourself. Let it go. Move on. Life is too short. Strive to restore relationships in your life when and if possible. Because life is too short and we don't want to live with regret. Amen? Many relationships that have been broken, ruined, tarnished, fallen apart. May we strive, especially this Christmas, to restore. May marriages be stronger than ever. May there be forgiveness within marriages, harmony. May they truly be restored. May your relationship with your children, your grandparents, your parents, your, your relatives, in-laws, neighbors, co-workers be restored as well. May we truly seek and strive. The angel of the Lord spoke to Joseph, and he took Mary as his wife, meaning that although he was thinking and considering to divorce her quietly, after the angel of the Lord revealed this information to him about where the child came from, he decided to take her as his wife, meaning marry her and officially make her his wife. That meant that they were now free as married couple, to be intimate with each other. However, it's interesting that Joseph decided to wait. Hmm, right? Every man is wondering, hmm, why? <laughs> You're married now, right? You should do married things. <laughs> but they decided, he decided to wait. Scripture does not explicitly say why. But based on what we're told, I believe that Joseph decided to wait until the child was born because he knew that the child within Mary was the Son of God. He knew that this was not just any normal child, but this was the Messiah, the one who was long awaited for. This was God himself. You see, by Joseph doing this, what he was actually doing was showing honor, reverence, and respect for God. He was showing honor and reverence and respect for his creator. This Christmas, may we decide to have reverence and respect for the Lord. May we show God the same honor and reverence and respect as Joseph did. 
He demonstrated this great respect and honor for the Lord, not only in practicing self-control until the time was right, but even before that, we see that he honored God. When the angel spoke to him, the angel told him, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. And he listened and he obeyed. He took Mary as his wife. And then after the child was born, he named the child Jesus just as he was asked to do. You see, in Joseph doing all these things, he demonstrated that he was obeying the Lord. And when we obey God, we honor him, we respect him, we show him the reverence that he deserves. Like Joseph, may we have honor, reverence, and respect for the Lord. So how can we do that in our everyday life? Well, we can honor God by how we live and how we conduct ourselves in our everyday lives. We can honor God by what we wear and how we dress. We can honor God by giving at least 10% of our income to him as he commands us to do. We can honor God by how we treat and talk to other people. We can honor God by making it a priority to worship him regularly, by meeting together as, as we are doing right now here in person and online. We can honor God by telling others about the wonderful things that Jesus has done in our life. We honor God by refusing to do things that we know are wrong and sinful and contrary to God's word. We can honor God by using our time, our gifts, and our talents to serve him and his people. You see, there are so many different ways that we can choose to honor and reverence and respect God. And there are so many ways that we can do this in our everyday life. And my prayer for you and for me is that we would strive to honor and respect God. We would strive to show him the reverence that he deserves in every area of our life. Truly, God deserves it all. And by honoring and obeying him, we show him the reverence that he alone deserves. Amen? Mary and Joseph certainly went through a lot. They went through a lot in a short period of time. But the privilege and the blessing that they experienced, the privilege and the blessing that they received by welcoming Jesus into their lives was worth so much more. You see, things may be hard. Things may be difficult. Times may be difficult. But when we experience the presence and when we welcome Jesus into our lives, it makes it worth it. This Christmas, may we welcome Jesus into our hearts and our lives in a fresh new way by allowing the Lord to use us for his purposes, by taking the time to consider things before making big decisions in our life, by asking the Lord to speak to us in a new way. May the Lord truly and miraculously bring forth new life in your situation. May he restore relationships in your life, and may you decide to have reverence, respect, and honor for the Lord. Welcome him into your heart and your life this Christmas season. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for the many lessons that we can learn from this uh, account of Mary and Joseph. 
And we know, Lord, that their situation was not an easy one, but it was filled with much difficulty and, and, and many emotions, Lord, and many changes that have happened in their life. And, Lord, we too can identify with some of that, with all that we have gone through in, in the last few years. There have been many changes, many emotions, many difficulties, but we thank you that when we welcome you in to our heart and our life, you make it worth it. You make, you help us, oh God, to get through it. And so I pray for your blessings upon each one. I pray that you would bless them, bless their situation, bless their family. And I pray that truly this Christmas season would be a different one, where they would experience you in a fresh and new way, and that they would truly see the Christmas story as you coming and bringing us hope, bringing us peace, bringing us love and forgiveness, salvation, and all that comes with your presence in our life. And so we thank you, O oh God, for who you are and for this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you.